Welcome to Vladimir Savchuk's podcast. Our ministry exists to reach people globally and to disciple them digitally. If you have not done so, would you help me to bring a greater exposure to the biblical teaching by leaving a review on this podcast and share it also on your social media platform. Let's dive into this episode. Help me. I am struggling with the same sin. I need to be delivered because I can't stop the cycle of repeated sin. What do I do? Now, as a deliverance minister, we seek to help people through deliverance. But I want to look at the gospel's way of dealing with repeated sin. Now, there is difference between sins and then sin. Sins are the behavior. Sin is the principle. And in the Bible, especially in the book of Romans, and I would encourage you to read book of Romans if you're dealing with sin and sins. Paul differentiates between the two. Sins, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from. And I have a whole video that deals with if you fell into sin right now, what to do. The blood of Jesus is our solution. But the sin is the cross of Jesus Christ that deals with the sin, the sin nature. In other words, sins is like the spider web, but sin is the spider. Now, deliverance from demons delivers you from demons. It does not deliver you from sin. Let me say that again. Deliverance from demons does not deliver you from sin nature. It doesn't deliver you from the flesh and it doesn't deliver you from the sin as a principle. So what do you do to be free from that? So many people think, no, I'm just a sinner. I'm going to live all my life as a sinner because the Bible says he who doesn't sin is a liar and I'm sinning all the time. Even as I'm speaking right now, I'm sinning. So that's how I'm going to live until I die. And then once I die, I'm going to be done with sin. It's actually very true in one part that death ends sin. Once you die, all of the sin will be done with. But what's not true is that you don't have to live in sin today. You don't have to live in repeated cycle of sin. In fact, you have died already 2,000 years ago and you can experience deliverance from sin. This machine, this principle, this thing that makes sins. You can experience that today. The same way you experienced forgiveness of your sins by the blood of Jesus, 2,000 years ago, it was not just the blood that was spilled. Jesus died on the cross and Paul explains to us in the book of Romans, in Colossians and other epistles, that in Christ, not only His blood cleanses our sins, but the cross kills sin, kills the sinner, kills the thing that makes sin, pretty much kills the spider. With all the respect to the ministry of deliverance, Ministry of deliverance does not deliver you from sin. It delivers you from demons. With all the respect to fasting, fasting doesn't kill your flesh. I know I probably have said this in my past and I know so many preachers have said it. Fasting kills your flesh. Fasting suppresses your flesh. It subdues your body. It doesn't kill your flesh. It's not powerful enough. There's only one thing that kills the flesh and that is death. And this death you're either going to wait for it to die in the future so you can be totally delivered from flesh or you can look back to the death of Jesus Christ in which, my friend, let me remind you, you were included in and appropriated by faith and walk in freedom and be delivered 
from sin. In fact, when it comes to sin, the Bible doesn't tell us to have victory over sin as much as the biblical terminology is deliverance from sin. It's something you get delivered from and you don't get delivered from sin by deliverance from demons. You get delivered from sin by deliverance of death. You can either wait for your death or you can claim His death, which happened 2,000 years ago. In fact, as a Christian, there is two main like ceremonies or rituals that we practice and that is Holy Communion when we remember Jesus' blood being spilled for us and then the water baptism. Many people don't understand water baptism. Water baptism is identifying with Jesus' death, burial and resurrection. Did you know that you died with Christ? His blood wasn't just spilled for you. You actually were included in the cross. This is crazy. That's amazing. That means that you can actually walk in freedom, be delivered from sin and walk in holiness. I genuinely believe you cannot walk in holiness, the gospel way, without understanding the truth. So what does it look like practically? How do I live like this practically? I'm going to share with you five practical things from the scriptures that you need to appropriate today if you're struggling with the same repeated cycle of sin. Number one is you have to know. If you read the book of Romans, which I encourage you to read book of Romans chapter 6 until it sinks deep inside of you. The book that helped me to kind of understand book of Romans chapter 6, 7 and 8 and that is the Watchman Nee's book called the Normal Christian Life and we're going to drop that link for that book in the description. Make sure you check out that book. No promotion on this end but it will really help you to understand that. Paul says in Romans, do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into His death? Later on, three verses down, he says, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with Him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we will no longer be slaves of sin. Jesus' death was for us, but we were also put in Him during His death, which is why we get water baptized to identify with Jesus' death, we died. You don't have to wait till you die to be freed from your addiction. You can identify with His death today and you can actually die today and be delivered from your sin. Only His death on the cross is powerful enough to deliver you from your sin. Your own personal discipline, 12 step program is not sufficient. It will suppress it. 40-day fasting will suppress it. It cannot deliver you from sin. Only death can deliver you from sin and you have to know this. The truth sets you free. Actually, the knowledge of the truth sets you free. The truth doesn't set you free. If you don't know this, you will only apply the blood of Jesus for your sins and why do you apply the blood of Jesus? Why do you ask Jesus to forgive you? Because you know it. There is power in the blood. Did you know there is power in the cross? Did you know? And Paul says, do you not know? Then he says again, do you not know? Or knowing this, so many people don't know this. They only know the blood. They don't know the cross. They only know the blood for me, my sins. They don't know that the cross, I am in the Jesus and I died with Him. I don't have to look forward to my death when my flesh will be done with. I look backwards to His death when my flesh was crucified with Him. That means my flesh has already been dead. Oh, but I don't feel like it. Feelings have nothing to do with it. It's a historic fact that He died. 
And you have to appropriate it by faith first. And you have to know this. And that's how you can experience freedom. Remind you, let me remind you, you were baptized into this revelation that you identified with Jesus' death, burial and resurrection. But so many of us, we ceremonially got baptized, have no idea right here what actually happened. We apply the blood when we commit sins, but we don't apply the cross to end, to kill the spider, to kill the sin principle, the flesh, like the Bible says, we've been crucified. So that's the first step. The second step is you have to reckon yourself dead. Romans chapter 6, verse 11, it says, Likewise, you also reckon yourself to be dead, indeed to sin, but to be alive to God. So not only I have to know what happened is the cross killed the sin, not only forgave the sinners or the sins, but the secondly, I actually have to reckon. Reckoning is an accounting term. To reckon, it means believing what God has said about your position in Christ. This demands a definite act of faith, which results in a fixed attitude toward your old man. We see him, our old man, our sin, this thing that wants to do bad. We see him where God sees him, on the cross, not in me on the cross. That's where God put him with Jesus. And faith begins to operate now. Why? Because faith keeps him on the cross because that's where God's grace, God's mercy put him. See, reckoning means you're now seeing yourself. You're beginning to update your mental software. You're seeing yourself, your old man, not in here, but in there. There's a funeral that already has happened for him. And you celebrated that funeral when you got baptized. So I know my old man is dead. I reckon it. Number three, the Bible says, present your members. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourself to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Present, that's Romans chapter 6, verse 13. That means after you begin to let the truth renew your mind, I don't care if you've fallen into the same sin many times. I don't care if it's the same cycle you're battling with. And maybe you went for deliverance, you tried to get the demon out, but you're still battling with the same thing. I want to let you know the gospel's way is to know that your old man has been crucified, to reckon it dead. And then the third one is now from the position of being dead to sin, you present your body as members of righteousness. St. Augustine one time was tempted by a woman who has been his mistress before his conversion. And when he churned and walked away quickly, she called after him and said, Augustine, it's me, it's me. And quickening his pace, he looked back and um, he called her over and said, yes, I know, but it's no longer me. See, you're now presented your members to God as instruments of righteousness. Many people try to present their members as instruments of righteousness without understanding first that they've been forgiven and without understanding first that the old man has been crucified on the cross 2,000 years ago. Not through my fasting, again, not through my deliverance, but through his death on the cross. I associate, I identify, and I reckon myself dead. The fourth thing that you must do after you know, after you reckon, and you present your body as members as instruments of righteousness, is you have to walk in the Spirit. After Romans chapter 6, when Paul talks about reckoning yourself dead, being dead to sin, 
Then he talks about, you know, that we're no longer under the law because now we die to the law. The law didn't die, we died to the law and we're married to Christ to bear fruit for holiness. And then in chapter 8, he goes into this deep dive about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And he says this, you're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. For if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of God, he's not Christ, he is not his. Romans chapter 7, Paul talks about sin dwelling in me. Romans chapter 8, he talks about the Spirit dwelling in me. See, when I begin to associate with the truth, when I begin to renew my mind, something begins to happen. I no longer see myself as a dwelling place of sin nature. I see myself as a dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. And I begin to walk in the Spirit because in Galatians chapter 5 verse 6, it says, walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. If you want to overcome sin, you have to not only reckon yourself dead, not only know that you are dead, but also present your body. Give God every single day your instruments, your eyes, your ears, your hands, your feet, and then begin to develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's not about rules, not keeping rules. It's not about keeping rules. It's about walking in a relationship with the Holy Spirit because now the Spirit will give you the energy, the motivation, the prompting, and the strength to fulfill and live above the law and to fulfill that law and live above that by loving other people and loving God. The last thing that you need to do, and that is to cut off the triggers. In Romans chapter 8, verse 13, it says, For if we live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit, see, we walk in the Holy Spirit. If by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Colossians chapter 3, verse 3, it says, For you died, your life is hidden with Christ in God. And then a few verses later in Colossians 3, 5, it says, Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. Do you see the, the following? I died, I put to death. By the Spirit, put to death. What many people do, where they miss it, is we all start with trying to kill the desires the trigger points, remove things instead of going to the cross and dying, identifying, renewing our mind, then reckoning yourself, then presenting your body, then choosing to walk in the Holy Spirit, abide in the Holy Spirit, cultivate relationship with God and out of that kill the desires, the triggers and bad things that the enemy is using to bring us back into our past. The gospel's way of deliverance from sin is not through deliverance from demons. It is through death on the cross. His blood washes your sins. His cross kills the sin nature. You can wait to die to be free or you can trust in His death and experience freedom. May the truth set you free. This is a new life that you can experience. Jesus did not die to give you a ticket to heaven. He died to transform you, redeem you, make you a new creation. You may say, Vlad, but I understand like it's all mental gymnastics. It's not mental gymnastics. Oh, but, but, but I'm still struggling with it. You still have to go back to the cross. You have to go back to the cross. Go back to the cross. Trust in the cross. Know the truth and the truth will set you free. Keep presenting your body and your members as instruments of righteousness. Keep walking in the Holy Spirit and keep putting to death out of a place that you're already dead. And my friend, you will not experience victory over sin. You will experience deliverance from sin and walk in dominion because you receive the gift of righteousness and the abundance of grace.
Thank you for watching this video. I hope this brought encouragement. And I also, I hope this challenged you. Let me know in the comments below, what did you learn through this video? This is just a small scoop. I would encourage you to dive into Romans chapter 6, 7 and 8. And I would encourage you also to check out a book by Watchman Nee that is called The Normal Christian Life. And I believe that you will be greatly blessed. If um, you're interested, sign up for my emails, which I release every single week to our fans, followers and friends. And also subscribe to this channel. Become a member of this channel so you can be part of exclusive things that we offer to our YouTube members. If God puts in your heart, become a partner of our ministry so that we can help to reach many people through the messages, the reading plans, podcasts, and through digital content as well as through our e-courses. Thank you. Until next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you were encouraged, challenged, and also blessed. As always, don't forget to subscribe as well as to leave a review so that it could help us to reach other people. And share this episode with your friends and your family on social media. If God puts on your heart to support this ministry, your support will help us to reach more people for Jesus. Go to my website and you can find out so much more free resources from reading plans, blogs, e-courses, and so much. And all of my stuff is free of charge. God bless you. Until next time.